welcome to Chick Chat, the podcast where the girl with many titles talks about life, the good and the bad and everything around it. We're going to sit, chat, share life stories and experiences from business to relationship. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Chick Chat podcast. Today I am joined by Ruby and I am so excited because yeah we've got some, to be fair I think the things that we're going to talk about today are definitely things that in general across society we as women should be talking about more of but I know that when it came to kind of looking at this podcast I thought oh like I come from a culture like an African culture if my mum's going to listen to this conversation how open and honest can I be but no like boss held here we're going to be completely honest we're going to talk about as much as possible and yeah try not to keep it too long so I'll let you introduce yourself first and then we can talk about how we met and kind of yeah what you're up to now Amazing. Hello, my name is Rumbi. I am a junior doctor, so I'm three years qualified as a doctor now. And also, thank you, and also someone who works in the women's health space. So I'm very much interested in women's health. And part of that is advocating for women and advocating for the rights of women, particularly reproductive rights. And there's lots of things that are intertwined with that. Um, so that's my main thing and as part of that and raising awareness for things I have gone where the people are and you can find me on social media for example Instagram or TikTok talking about things that are important with relation to women's health and sexual health and a little bit of mental health specifically yeah love that and to be fair I feel like you're kind of downplaying this because you're also a midwife you're also an author and you're a content creator on top of all of this so tell us a little bit about kind of your book and where, well, we'll come back to where it started from, but tell, yeah, tell us what the book's called. I'm going to link everything in the comments below when this goes out. But yeah, tell us how that all started and then we'll start the proper podcast. Yes, so yeah. adding author to my little, you know, has been so exciting this year. And I wrote, so the book is called Catharsis and it is very far left from everything that I do, which is why I tend to never mention it on times like this, which is naughty of me. I should always include it because it's one of my proudest moments of myself and younger me will be so proud of myself for this. It's called Catharsis and it's a poetry book. It's a collection of poems that I wrote and they are poems that I wrote a few years ago. I have loads of poems, tons of poems. I'm just, I think as an artist, and you would know as well, you become so attached to the things that you do or the work that releasing it out is so scary. So this was the collection of the ones that I felt brave enough to release out. And it's made a, a small collection of poems. And the theme within that really focuses more so on my my heritage I'm Zimbabwe and I was born in Zimbabwe and how I feel you know there's a lot of guilt about or sometimes at that time I was feeling a lot of guilt about how how did I end up in the UK and with this life yeah. whereas maybe my cousins haven't and what about what was my mom's story? How did she end up here? How brave to like leave where you're from and just start a whole new life somewhere else. All of those things were quite heavy on my mind. And with those particular poems, those were the ones that I thought made a, a nice, that made the story of the book that was Kadath. So yes, it's on Amazon. I, on, yeah. on Amazon, you can just find it. 
we'll, we'll come back to this as well because I think there are a lot of things that you've already kind of touched on there that even just as you talk I'm like oh my god I so I get it I it just makes sense so right so at the beginning of every podcast we start with what is your challenge of the week so what are you working on anything at the moment or a, is there anything that you'd say would be a challenge for this week yes so I guess it could be a challenge could also be a win who knows so I have maybe 20 minutes ago finished an interview for a charitable organization but to be part of their board of trustees and it is an organization that aligns so much with you know all the things I'm passionate about now I must say I I don't know if it's being a woman and sometimes just downplay yourself but I feel underqualified. They were asking me so many questions. I'm like, um, 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 you know, so the, the reason why I put it as a challenge is because I don't think I represented myself as well as I could have. You know, I don't think I was as prepared as I could have been, but it was a great learning experience. So fingers crossed it pans out though. Oh, fingers crossed, yeah. But I think even just the way that you've reflected, I think definitely there is a part of this for me, especially being a woman. I'm being an African woman where you're like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna like I we do definitely downplay things, but just knowing with your experience and how old are you? I am oh I'm 28, I'm not that young. At 28, but you say you're not that young, but at 28, like you said, to first of all be applying for a role where you are gonna be given back to be doing the type of things that you are doing. I think straight away clearly you are already underselling yourself because you don't get mm. to, there are people double your age that won't even like would be looking at trying to achieve what you're achieving True. now so even if it doesn't work out I always think there's always like God has a plan for all of us but like you said it's good that you've seen it as like a learning experience as well because hopefully no matter what happens the sky's the limit and if this is where you're starting from you'll be achieving more and more and more so hopefully yeah, it's, yeah as that goes on you're a lot more confident in yourself that's it aim for this the moon and maybe land in the stars we'll go with that one yeah Okay, so my challenge of the week, honestly, so it's my birthday at the end of this week, and I'm hoping, which by the time this comes out, it'll probably be like the week after, but um, I'm hoping to take some time off, and my challenge is just wrapping up client work, because I've got different types of clients that I work with, some that I work with kind of on a day-to-day basis, and some that I can dip in and out, so the ones mm-hmm. where I can dip in and out, it's not as huge of an issue, but the day-to-day ones, I feel like I've given myself till today to get everything wrapped up, and it's now two o'clock. And there were issues this morning where I'm going, I didn't factor in for this. So yeah, my challenge is just to get through this week, enjoy my birthday, take some time off and not feel guilty. Were, like My work phone's going to be off. So yeah, we'll see how how that goes. And the, the guilt for taking time off is real, actually. It is a real yeah. problem. Exactly. And especially when you it, like you do a lot of things. So I think this is probably my first like question. Knowing everything that you do, obviously we've touched on certain bits, how, first of all, did you get into medicine? How did you get into writing? How did you get into wanting to be an advocate for women, especially in this kind of space? Because like I said, mm-hmm. coming from like Zimbabwe and Zambia for people that don't know are next to each other. So in terms of kind of our cultures, there'll be a lot of similarities. So yep. yeah, I think my question to you then is, how did you get started with all of that? And also, how do you do it in a way where you're just happy to be yourself and be open and honest without worrying about what other people especially family members and like culturally people are going to think I would say so in terms of getting into it I 
for as long as I can remember, I said I was going to be a doctor. I don't even know when I said it. I don't even know why I said it. I was like, yeah, that's me. I'm going to do that. And so my whole DCSEs, A-levels were geared towards medicine and being a doctor. And when I applied to study medicine, you get five options in total, four of which I used for medicine options and one for midwifery. I did not get any of the medicine choices, but I got midwifery and I was like, yes, you know. So I went, which I mean, at the time, it didn't sound reflecting that was an amazing thing that happened to me because midwifery at the time was free. I got a, you know, I got a whole amazing degree for free, one that I used and worked as a midwife to pay for my medical studies. So it it panned out beautifully. But obviously at the time I was disappointed. You know, why didn't I get into medicine? I've got the grades, but what's what's different about me? Am I not good enough? You know, you have all these types of thoughts and feelings, but I think I was supported enough and had the family, you know, my mom was very supportive to say, you know, it's okay. This is minor setback, major comeback. You just take the steps that you have. And maybe that's why they do make sure that you have a fifth option to apply for something else. Yeah. So that's, um, that's, I've always, I've always felt that I'm going to be a doctor, I think. And now that when I was studying midwifery, I really enjoyed the course and I loved working as a midwife, really loved it. But I felt to myself, so when I got to a point where I could apply for medicine again, I felt within myself, I had to do it. I couldn't not do it. And then when I applied and I got in, I was like, well, here we go then. <laughs> and that's how, that's how the, the journey was for me. And so with that experience, automatically I'm women's health minded, you know, that's, that's just the way I see the world. Yeah. Because it took me from when I was 18, when I was a little baby, and they said women's health, midwifery, and you, you know, you really get into it from that perspective. Yeah. <laughs> and then- so that's kind of my career aspect. In terms of now adding in the, the advocacy and things like that, when you when you're working. And I will go back again to my midwifery experience because this is, it really shaped me a lot. Yeah. When you're working, particularly in under-resourced areas, and there's lots of maybe women that are refugees, women that have had FGM, women that have been abused coming to deliver, it adds a, I mean, birth is already a laborious yeah. process. Yeah. It adds a different aspect of pain, of trauma. And seeing that, for birthing people yeah it opened my eyes to well you can't really solve necessarily people's problems at this point what about before what about raising awareness so they're not being abused so they're not getting FGM so that you know all these other things that's how it got me into that space and as a midwife your job is to advocate for advocate for the birthing person so ultimately, I think being a midwife, not getting into medicine that first time really shaped my life trajectory in this way. I think if I became a doctor at that time, I don't think, I mean, never say never, I don't know, you know yeah. what I would have seen and things like that. But I, um, I think it's unlikely that I would feel the purpose that I do yeah. now. And then in terms of how you have those open and honest conversations, especially online, 
without mm. thinking about culture like how have you have you had to even think of that or do you just think I'm going to say what I want it's going to because I'm going to be helping people and that's going to be it um it's difficult I think initially I was scared I was scared like what if people that know me find my Instagram yeah, yeah. what if people that know me find my TikToks yeah and now my grandmother follows me on Instagram. My oh. grandmother is like, oh, this is amazing, you know? Yeah. So absolutely, yes. Culture was something that I did consider. I talk a lot about contraception. I talk a lot about sexual health, the condoms, all these words, yeah. the vagina, yeah. words that you wouldn't necessarily expect to hear in my household. Yeah. And so there was that initial fear. But as I've got older... I've realized actually let's be comfortable with being a little bit uncomfortable yeah because what's wrong with using these words there's nothing negative within the message it's actually a positive message so I'll embrace it I'll weather the storm whatever it is and I think you know I don't think anyone said to me that oh Ruby why are you doing this if they had then I think I maybe would have impacted me more maybe they thought it I didn't say it yeah but now they're on board. Now everyone's on board. Yeah, I do. You know what? I love that especially because, like, I remember I've got a younger brother in the just under three years between us. But I remember, like, especially I, I'm pretty sure your culture must be similar to mine. But on my side, it should be my someone on my dad's side, the woman that kind of teaches you the sex ed side of everything mm-hmm. when, once you like come of age. But exactly. growing up in the UK, I didn't have that. The closest mm-hmm. I had to that was my mom's sister who is like a second mom so on her end she found it very uncomfortable to have those conversations because to her she's like my mom we should not be Mm -hmm. having these conversations I remember how uncomfortable she was which made me awkward and I was like okay I can't I don't know what like I remember she took me to McDonald's like I I will never forget this I got a Big Mac she drove back around the corner from where we lived parked up and just went at some point you will want to have sex when you do let me know and I can get you condoms and I was like okay but what does that what does that mean that doesn't (laughs) tell me anything like I don't I wouldn't even know kind of where to start from in terms of asking the questions now I just remember like and I love my auntie so much because especially now like we do have a lot more kind of open conversations and I, I get that that is especially culturally that was something that was really big for like she stepped up in a way that other people mm-hmm. wouldn't but I get why it was awkward for us. I just remember back then thinking, right, I need to be better for like my kids and the people around me. And I had the talk with my brother. So mm-hmm. I remember being at some point, just thinking at some point, something might happen, something yeah. might, whether it's good or bad, you might have questions and who, like, who are you going to go to? Like, it's, oh, are you going to know the right questions to ask? So I remember kind of talking about him and I know that some of the girls like in his sixth form, were quite open and like used to talk about sex ed quite freely which was to me that was like so unknown as well but I just remember having some conversations with him and saying if and when the time comes where you do need to ask questions or have a difficult conversation like never feel like you can't come to me like me and him are Mm -hmm. best friends and we people are always like oh you guys talk about like such weird things that you wouldn't expect other sisters talk about but in my end no matter what it is whether it's mental health whether it's sex ed whether it's just day-to-day what's going on I feel like not even that it's my job, but he's my best friend and vice versa. So if yeah. I don't have him to go to and he doesn't have me, then how are we supposed to navigate life? And he was actually like, I was one of the first people to know that his fiance was having like my now niece 
which just made mm-hmm. me think that actually like thank god for having those local conversations because they are so awkward I remember the first time trying to explain what an implant was mm-hmm. and being like okay like you need to understand what contraception the like if you are with other people what and what you need to be doing and when we yeah. did like have that and he came back to me I was like look at you like I'm so proud that yeah you like you live life on your own we might not even be in the same country but like you're still being open and honest enough so it was worth every awkward conversation but Mm -hmm. I think that's just again so unheard of so do you have these conversations with men as well or is it just women Uh, so I realized not that recently but a while ago that I had no like male close friends Mm. a lot of girls would say oh oh, this is my guy best friend or yeah these are my friends from school like I had I had no male like friends like that yeah. I took an active step I took an active step to start to engage men yes in the conversation but more so to try and get to know guys if friendly yeah. okay um and so I was I invited or collaborated with the podcast of six guys and having these conversations with them is so interesting and asking them trying to gauge their understanding and these are grown men like you know lawyers analysts they have professions and sometimes what they know versus what they don't know is mind-boggling yeah Yeah. so everyone needs someone like you to really just sit them down and go past the awkwardness of the conversation and say listen you're my you're my best friend you're my brother let's just have this conversation because you do you also need to be equipped yeah no I don't think I have the conversations with men enough okay so yeah you're trying to have more conversations with men do you know what's actually funny like you said the um what men think they know versus what they do know and like the reality as well can be so different and I've noticed that as well because even with partners from school till now when you have some of the conversations and you think because even like I always see I know um is it Aloni's got the a, a new book that's come out the big O and I mm-hmm. absolutely love her and I, I like I've followed her for ages but I love her on Twitter especially because I feel like there are conversations that women have on there where it's I think you kind of forget that the rest of the world can see what you're yeah. talking about but some of the questions people ask themselves and some of the topics that people come up with when it comes to partners always makes me think like first of all people don't know how to be open themselves like never mm-hmm. mind between girls because I think I'm the opposite of you where I grew up with a lot of like close guy friends so I don't mind having difficult conversations but it's the fact that it can go from women to men and even mm-hmm. just removing the stigma ourselves to say that it's okay to talk about some of these things whether it's just what am I supposed to look like what am I supposed to smell like what's something what's sex supposed to be like what like what's normal versus what's not if we don't know that as women then how are we supposed to explain that to men and to the men that we're with like I'm so big on being with a partner that is a partner and that understands Mm -hmm. you as much as you understand them and it's only I think when you have that kind of mindset and you think there should be no like nothing kind of held back that you then do start to realize that a lot even just like periods I remember like was it a few weeks ago I had a really bad period that like definitely affected my mental health I was in so much pain compared to normal I because I realized as well that I after my um COVID vaccinations but my periods and everything have just completely changed 
But even mm-hmm. that, even to be able to explain to like, gee, that, okay, like this is what it used to be like, this is what I'm like now. These are the warning signs for, because normally I'm, I'm, I'm already like low in iron, but yeah, these are the things that you should look out for just in case I miss anything, because it can go from, it's just a bit of pain and I'm okay to, okay, there's something severely wrong. But mm-hmm. we've like, like he cooks really like healthy foods, good foods. We introduce things in our day-to-day lives that hopefully will be helping some of those things. But then I think if I didn't have these conversations with him, I wouldn't have even given him the chance to be able to support me in the way that I need. So it's kind of like, I, I feel like I'd have, t- like, like I'd have ruined it for myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think what you said there, which is really stuck to me is you, be- you believe in having partners that are partners that, and to enable them to be able to support you is, yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. And I think more people should take that ethos. And you are 100% right in that. How can people explain it? How can women explain it to men, for example, if they themselves don't know, you know, what, what is normal? What does this mean? What, you know, is, is my is mine normal? Yeah. What does everyone else's look like? Is this bad? Or yeah. So, yeah, completely, completely yeah. agree with you. Love I think I'm missing a trick because I don't have Twitter so by the time I only see the stuff that's that comes out of Twitter and makes it onto Instagram yeah. or TikTok but Twitter seems to be the place honestly I feel like actually this is a bit this is a great like time for oh actually we're, we're halfway through so I'm going to ask you first of all how are you really then we're going to carry this on okay so how are you actually doing mm-hmm. this week I think if I were to to rate how I'm doing out of 10, 10 being absolutely phenomenal, mm-hmm. one being absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. I would say I am at an eight. So yesterday I got to catch up with one of my very best friends and we now live in the same country for the first time oh. in two years, which you know is phenomenal. And neither of us are Nigerian but we went to a Nigerian independence event and it was very positive happy daytime I was it finished at seven so I was home and in bed at a decent time you know everything you want (laughs) at this age in life yeah it's a little thing and it, it is the little things and I feel as though I I'm managing my work load well over recent times I've restarted going to the gym I hadn't really been exercising for months because I moved and all these things and that's helped add a routine to my life and give me all those little exercise endorphins which have been quite good so I feel I'm at an eight which is very positive for for me yeah what about you I'm do you know what actually it's funny because me and G like had this rating as well if you'd have asked me last week I'd have probably said I was ranging between a three and a four just mental health wise because it felt like I'd had this like the depression symptoms for a while but it just mm-hmm. I, it didn't click because they were all separate and I remember being like oh my memory's worse like um it's not as like it's worse than it normally would be oh I'm not sleeping very well oh I've yeah. got much of an appetite and I'd pick these things up and it just didn't click and then all of a sudden last week I woke up and was like what is going on I was just I I was so emotional last week and like I said also because of my period there were loads of things that kind Mm -hmm. of impacted 
But today I'd say I'm probably a 6 out of 10, just because I know that there's a bit of stress in getting everything done. In terms of how yeah. I feel, I feel a lot better mentally, but I think it's just managing time, because I think, especially working for myself, I have to look at the scope that I've got a team to make sure that I, like everyone knows what they're doing. Yeah. I've got clients where I need to do my final check-ins for the week before I go away. I've got my own content where I know I'm behind on some some things. I need to catch up on that. So I'm trying not to stress myself too much because it'll get done. But mm-hmm. there's just this thing in my mind of, like, I'm such a perfectionist and I'm really trying to get to the point of, is it good enough? And I always, and because I, I'm a planner as well, I love planning. I'm trying to remind myself that no matter how bad I think things are going, I'm always way ahead of where I think I am. And I always yeah. say old chick thinks of, future chick and there'll be things that I'll have got done that I'll have forgotten I've done and when it comes Mm -hmm. to doing it I'll be like oh great so I'm just yeah I'm holding out and hoping that I'll find a few little nuggets that I've completed for the week but I'm hopeful that it's going to be a really nice week because the end the rest like the rest of it should be should be very chilled it's I think once you've tidied up all the loose ends Mm -hmm. you should feel free and ready to enjoy your birthday time yeah exactly Okay, so content-wise, and we're talking about Twitter before, what mm-hmm. channel do you use? Because I don't think I follow you on um, on TikTok. And I've got, oh, I'm getting a warning saying there are 10 minutes left. So we'll be quick. So um, yeah, because I've got you on Instagram and randomly enough, like we met because you followed um, my business account, Yinna. And then we randomly met in the airport and we've just followed each other, like, each other for ages. So yeah, I need to get you on TikTok, but what else do you use? LinkedIn, that's the only additional one. So uh, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. And going back to how we've met, I think it's just absolutely epic. And a moment of, for me as a person, I think I'm an introverted extrovert. As I've got older, I've become much more extroverted. But to be able to approach someone and be like, hey, I follow you on Instagram. Yeah at that time I think was a bit of a brave step for me was now I'm just like oh my god you know so I'm I'm very very glad that we met and I'm very glad that I took the step to be like wait you know and I think we had a lovely interaction personally yeah because honestly I I was saying when um we started talking about doing this podcast I was telling Jean I was saying it's the, the most random chance meeting but I think that's also why I love doing what I do and why I think it's so important to create relationships because I'm always like saying to clients, it's not the amount of followers that you have, Mm -hmm. it's the quality of the followers that you have because for me, that chance encounter has stayed with me till this day because I remember, especially at that point, I was thinking I'm trying to do so much with Nina and even when I was putting it to one side, I thought about the fact that I was going to be not wasting, like I'd wasted time but I was thinking, oh, I should have done more with it. But then I thought, actually, mm-hmm. no, one day I'll go back to it. And I know that there'll be people that genuinely have enjoyed that content, but that also now know me. And to have met you at that point just proved to me that it didn't really matter what I was doing. All it mattered was I was making genuine connections with people that felt like they could talk to me. Because then if I could talk to someone that made me feel like you just I, I remember getting on the plane just smiling because I was going to England but to meet someone like that as a chance to me it was like this is a sign from God that no matter what you're doing always remember it doesn't matter what business it is or what you're doing 
even when I'm writing blogs, I always think as long as I'm helping potentially one person, that Absolutely. one person could know someone that could help me. And that date just happened to be that you were helping me to realize something that I wouldn't know for another like year or two, which is crazy. Absolutely. And all, all you have to reach is one person. All yeah. you really have to impact is one person. Yeah. And you, you've said it well. Yeah, thank you. And that's why, again, when it comes to, I know you're saying that you're on, so you're on LinkedIn, TikTok and Instagram. But yeah. I, I found, I think it's always better to stick to what you know. The reason I use Twitter is because, especially when my mental health is bad, weirdly enough I've also started going to, to TikTok so I've got two TikTok accounts one of them mm-hmm. is like my normal a diet of a chicken I'll post to, I, because I started that in the pandemic it's mainly like a foodie channel but my backup one is just the raw vulnerable this is me this is me every day showing up trying to find ways to motivate myself to create content and Twitter is just this is a brain dump of everything I'm thinking and feeling and for me the Twitter community because some of the work that I've got so my work with B&M came from Twitter some of the people that have followed me and support me for years has come from Twitter but even how much I learned because mm-hmm. Twitter's just it's so funny as a platform but it's so educational as well and I think a lot of people talk badly about it but I think it's how you use it as any social media platform it's how you use yeah. it, how you communicate with people because to me there are people on there that open up and talk to me about things that you'd never find me talking to random people about or vice versa mm-hmm. that they wouldn't but it's just one of those platforms where I think there's a world of knowledge a lot of black people use it which makes me like it's just a it's even more of a safe space because I'm around more people that think like me look like me say things like I do and then I'm not being judged yeah but I know that people do talk about being judged so I definitely say have a Twitter account just to kind of see what's happening but you're smashing it in terms of the content that you are doing even on on Instagram so all I'd say with that is anything you can repurpose for Twitter anyway do that because I think there's a massive platform on there for the type of work that you do and even just to start conversations that other people wouldn't have and I think you'd be able to maybe have because I feel like Instagram can be quite surface level because it's all aesthetics whereas Twitter is very kind of raw let's have an open conversation let's even circles mm-hmm. like let's let's create this little community where we can be as open with each other each other as possible to be honest you're not the first person to tell me this and the reason why I've not taken the plunge is I'm scared of Twitter I'm scared means- of Twitter definitely don't be scared of it I think every platform's scary but I always advise people use it for you first yes Get to know it be comfortable with it and then as you start to kind of brain dump or put things on I wouldn't like I, I don't I'd always say your new platform should be it's not about work or business it should just uh-huh. be you being the consumer rather than the creator because yes. then you can be smart and say okay I can repurpose let's say I've created a, like a video I can repurpose this to go on Twitter to go on Instagram to go on TikTok and it's going to be mm-hmm. fine but yeah uh, to start off on another platform it can be very overwhelming and there are just so many as well to keep on top of never mind the fact so that you to work create the content do everything else in between and promote yeah. your own stuff it, it can be quite overwhelming but I'll do it I'm gonna I have a I have a TikTok account as and I took it with a name which going to be the medic so that no one's gonna swoop it up yeah it just I'm going to log in today. That's going to be my mission. Yay. I love that. Definitely should do. 
Um, okay, so we've got three minutes. So, do you know what? I'll ask you first what your one of the week is, just so that when it comes to the end, if we just need to quickly jump off, we can do that. So, yeah, what was your win of the last week? I would say seeing friends. Mm. So not just the friend that I saw yesterday. A few days ago, I also saw another friend of mine who lives in Singapore and we mm. celebrated our 10 years of friendship, you know? Oh. And it just, it brings, when you're, well, for myself, working shifts, oftentimes nights, weekends, it can be so difficult yeah. to make it to people's plans. And I found that I was constantly saying no. Yeah. And sometimes when you're constantly saying no, people stop inviting you, you know, yeah. just by virtue of, oh, every time I ask her, she can't. Every time I ask her, she's working. Yeah. And so to just have those moment moments with the people that have not stopped inviting me and yeah. really do... Because I think sometimes it can impact friendship is two ways. It can impact yeah. how good you are as a friend to someone if you right. don't have time. So for them to be understanding, to to, to be yeah. friends with me, but also for me to actively really try and keep trying to maintain those relationships, I think was an absolute win. I really, I it's, I'm going to be riding the, the highway for another few days, I would say. Yeah, no, I love that. I think my win, to be fair, is I think last week, especially because I felt so bad mentally, I found that I completely changed my routine for the day. Like I like to work at night. I've always been like that. So a lot of the days, like the mornings I'd spend time in bed and I only got up when I felt like I could get up mm -hmm. and then I'd do nothing for a little bit. I'd maybe plan a bit of the day. And then as it got to the afternoon slash evening, then I'd start working. So I think even the fact that I managed the week, but I managed it in a way that suited me. And yeah. I was really, really productive. So yeah, huge win of the week for me. We love it. <laughs> love it. Okay, so we've got one and a half minutes left. My last question to you would be, for anyone wanting to get into medicine, content creation, to be an author, anything that you kind of do, what would your advice be? Um, I'd say, first of all, think about everything is challenging. No matter what you want to do, it's going to be challenging. There's no job in this world which is easy. Yeah. So once you have that mindset, you will always, you build that resilience and you work towards, you jump those hurdles because nothing is easy. And ultimately, if it is what you want, if it is, you know, what you truly feel for you, you enjoy it. The journey is, is an amazing ride. So that's what I would say persevere yeah. and remember nothing is easy ultimately yeah I love that especially because you do so many things like I had another guest that was talking about being multi-passionate so I love that not only you're a woman but you're doing loads of things and showing that it can be done so on my end thank you so much for coming on I will link everything below and to be fair I'd love to do a part two because I think there are so many more topics we can cover and things we can talk about but just have an intro and in to get people to know you and to follow you yeah thank you so much thank you very very much for having me thank you and thank you for everyone who's listening have a good week you too take care bye